Hello, teacher friends. Welcome to episode number 40 of the Beyond Measure podcast. Christina Whitlock here, your anytime piano teacher friend. And today we're talking about how to pull yourself out of a funk. Perhaps you're thinking, wow, Christina, last week we talked about how students quit sometimes, and now we're talking about picking ourselves up on bad days. (laughs) I'm kind of a downer these days, right? (laughs) Well, I promise that that is not the goal. (laughs) I also take my role as your anytime piano teacher friend, like super seriously. And I think it's important to call out the stuff that contributes to our burnout and to help you find ways to navigate all of these tricky things with a healthy perspective. So, bad days, bad attitudes, slumps, pits, funks, whatever you want to call them, we all have them, right? (laughs) Please note, and with all seriousness, this is a really important disclaimer, that I am not talking about serious conditions related to mental health here. I am not qualified in any way to do that on any level. (laughs) Depression in its many forms is serious and worthy of seeking professional help in every case. Therapy is great medications to help improve your body's internal chemistry are great. So any of the suggestions I'm offering here today would be pretty trivial in the face of like actual compromised mental health. So there's that. (laughs) But moving forward, I think we all wake up on the wrong side of the bed sometimes. Am I right? Even the most enthusiastic teachers I know <laughs> have days where we just don't know if we can make it through our lessons that day, or at least if we even want to, <laughs> because teaching is exhausting. <laughs> so look, there are all kinds of reasons that we find ourselves feeling less than motivated to teach on any given day. Sometimes we're legitimately not well. Sometimes life has thrown us some really heavy stuff. In fact, we all kind of fit in that boat right now in one way or another. I'll share with you my latest, and that's the fact that on top of some other less than awesome things, my family got taken down two weeks ago by that virus which shall not be named on this podcast. (laughs) That is a throwback to episode number one, which you should totally go listen to if you haven't already. (laughs) But yeah, the virus. (laughs) The one I basically refuse to give any airtime to here. Yeah, it came for us. Hard. (laughs) My 11-year-old brought it home from a school orientation event, Then it came for my husband, and then for me, and our five-year-old managed to escape it entirely, but both of my girls ended up missing their first weeks of school, 
you know, it was only the first week of middle school and the first week of kindergarten. It was no big deal. (laughs) But um, my hubs and I, well, we just felt awful. Now, because I don't want to give this thing any airtime, but also because I think it's important to hear actual experience of real people (laughs) as opposed to whatever you end up reading on the internet, here's a quick, very quick rundown of my experience. (laughs) Yes, my husband and I were both fully vaccinated, Pfizer, if you're curious, and yes, we both got it anyway. My 11-year-old was not vaccinated because she is not eligible yet. Uh, Yes, in our experience, it was actually pretty awful. (laughs) And recovery has been slow and ridiculously mentally taxing. Seriously, the way this thing works on your mind is kind of unbelievable. And I think we should all be talking about that aspect more of it than we are. (laughs) But finally... Yes, we would absolutely get vaccines again. We fully believe our vaccines kept us out of the hospital, and we are incredibly grateful to have had them. Now, if you're curious about our experience, feel free to message me, and I'm happy to chat more about it. But I'll leave the virus talk there for today. (laughs) Suffice to say, it's been a long couple of weeks. (laughs) So, oh yeah, and you know all of those great August plans I talked about back in episode 38? Well, those all went out the window. (laughs) I had to quickly draft a solo lesson schedule, go back to exclusively teaching online, which I don't completely hate, but just like I said in episode 19 on online lessons, the fact that I was not doing it on my own terms just tends to sour the whole experience. Anyway, I survived my first week of the academic year back in online lessons while I was still very much in recovery, and I'm optimistic this week is going to be a lot better. (laughs) Regardless, that is an example of a legitimate funk. (laughs) But sometimes you're in good health, and you have students you enjoy, and you still don't feel like teaching. So the question is, what do we do then? Well, Because we are mature adults who realize that sometimes you have to do things even when you don't feel like doing them, (laughs) we figure out a way to make it happen. (laughs) So today I am sharing my top three things to do to pull yourself out of a funk before teaching time. Are you ready? Let's go. Number one, above all else, find a way to play your instrument. (laughs) Truly, play your instrument. (laughs) Whether you have 30 seconds before you start teaching or hopefully closer to 30 minutes, spending time making music is the absolute best way I have found to reconnect myself to the art of what I am teaching. Don't we all preach the fact that being a musician is terrific for managing our emotional health? I mean, science backs us up, right? (laughs) Our own experiences have proven it true. So why do so many of us start teaching for the day without ever touching our own instruments ahead of time? (laughs) The act of making music is such a fantastic neurological stimulator, 
we basically have no choice but to feel better in the end. Better as in more balanced, more aware, and maybe even just more awake than we were before we started playing. So you might be thinking, but Christina, what if I don't have time to play my instrument before my students start showing up? (laughs) Well, then you have to get creative. But the possibilities are actually pretty endless. (laughs) Can you play warm-ups along with your students when they get there? Can you tell them something like, I'm going to play a short piece of music for you, and I want you to tell me what you picture in your mind as I play? Or... I'm going to play some music for you, and I want you to hold your arms out as wide as you can as I play louder, and bring them closer together as I play quieter. (laughs) Or, I want you to move to the music I'm creating, and I want your movements to reflect the kinds of sounds that you are hearing. Or, 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 or. There are many, many ways you can incorporate activities for your students while they listen to you play. Then you are getting all the benefits of playing your instrument. (laughs) They are getting the benefits of whatever activity they're doing. And they're hearing their teacher play, of course, which is also important. And that means everyone wins. Most importantly, you will very likely find yourself feeling better after playing your instrument. So yes, the number one thing to do when you feel kind of down before you start teaching is to play your instrument. (laughs) Number two, move your body. (laughs) I am 99% sure that you are not surprised at all by this one. (laughs) The correlation between physical exercise and mood is well-researched and, I don't know, probably completely inarguable, right? (laughs) But we are all guilty of making this harder than it needs to be sometimes. If I find myself getting ready to head into a teaching stretch, but I feel grumpy or down or unmotivated or whatever it might be, something as simple as marching like 20 steps around my studio but picking my knees up like as high as I can with each step, even that is enough to get me headed in the right direction. Of course, it's not really substantial enough to count as a daily workout by any means, but in a pinch, it helps get the blood flowing and I do feel better. The same thing can be said for like hopping on the floor and holding a quick 30 second plank. Planks are great for focus, and, well, all kinds of other things, like making yourself feel better before teaching. (laughs) So whatever it may be, just know that moving your body before you start teaching doesn't have to be a giant workout. It doesn't have to mean getting super sweaty or running yourself out of breath. Just find something you like to do to move. (laughs) Dance party? Great. (laughs) 10 jumping jacks? awesome. A quick walk around the block? Amazing. (laughs) Oh, and just like our first strategy of the day, there are also plenty of ways to get creative and move your body during the lesson if you miss a chance before you start teaching. Again, marching around your studio to different beats of the music? 
Well, that's good for students of pretty much any age. <laughs> Do you have littles? Try playing a game of musical Simon Says. You know, like, Simon Says, bring your right hand second finger down to your left foot. <laughs> Simon Says, jump up and down in a steady beat. <laughs> Whatever. Um, if you join in on those activities with your students, you are reaping the benefits as well. Stretching with your students is great. There are a billion Del Crows inspired exercises you can use with your students. The list goes on and on and on. For me, this is especially helpful when you hit that midpoint of a long teaching block and you just need to jumpstart and regain some energy for the final stretch of your day. So anyway, suffice to say, number two on our list of things to do when you're in a funk before teaching is move your body. Number three, I'm calling find your security blanket. <laughs> okay, what on earth do I mean by finding your security blanket? <laughs> well, we all have things in our life that relax us and help us feel taken care of. Of course, I'm not suggesting you actually get a blankie, <laughs> but as grown-ups, I think we do all have certain things that bring us comfort. I'll share a few of mine with you. <laughs> One being warm drinks. <laughs> it is no secret how much Mrs. Whitlock loves her coffee, <laughs> but I also can't drink it all day like I want to. <laughs> Same thing goes for tea. Because the older I get, the more I have to watch that caffeine intake or my anxiety just spirals me out of the stratosphere. <laughs> but even more so than drinking a warm beverage, there's something about holding a nice, warm, heavy mug of something <laughs> that brings me a lot of comfort. So especially on days where I'm feeling a little sluggish, I make sure I have a nice warm beverage, even if it's just warm water, nearby. If I get too, like, in my head at any point during the lesson, simply wrapping my hands around that warm mug really helps me. I like to keep my studio stocked with other comfort items as well, and they are always right at an arm's reach. <laughs> Things like this small bottle of Laura Mercier hand cream that I just love. The scent is super light, but it's a thicker, like more luxurious feeling cream than I usually buy myself. This one was a gift. And if I'm struggling with my mood in my lessons, I will often just reach over and grab my hand cream, squeeze a little drop into my hand, and just casually rub it in and around my fingers while my student is playing or while we're talking. <laughs> they would never think twice about it, but in my own mind, I am secretly doing something to invest in myself at that moment. The same thing goes for a particular lip gloss that I love. I keep it nearby and I will just kind of throw it on while a student is playing if I need a little pick-me-up. So, let it be known. Warm drinks, hand cream, and lip gloss may not be your things, but I would strongly encourage you to consider what kinds of comfort items you can keep nearby while you are teaching. Maybe it's a special kind of mint. Maybe it's moving a super squishy floor mat under your feet that you like to stand on. 
Maybe it's some kind of aromatherapy. I don't know. Whatever brings you comfort, that is point number three today. Find your security blanket. So, what do you think about my top three? (laughs) There are so many other things that could and should land on this list. (laughs) I absolutely recognize that. But, hey, we're only a 20-minute show here. (laughs) I would think of things like spending time in the sunshine, like getting actual fresh air. On a side note, did you know there is a bunch of really fascinating research about how much more energized we feel when we spend time with our bare feet on the ground outside? It's something about currents that naturally travel through the ground and how our bodies react to actually making contact with our bare feet on the ground. It's pretty interesting. So if you can, get your toes out there in the grass or whatever you have on the ground outside. (laughs) But seriously, other suggestions for pulling yourself, um, you know, into more of yourself (laughs) include journaling, reflections, praying, meditation, taking time to get intentional, like deep, full, really emptying breaths. The list goes on and on. (laughs) And honestly, I would love to hear what works for you and what lands on your list of top three. So if you feel like it, send me a message on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, You can find me there at Beyond Measure Podcast. And you can always email me, and that's at beyondmeasurepodcast at (laughs) gmail.com. While you are contemplating your own list of mood-lifting strategies, allow me to send you off with a toast to you, of course. Music teacher friends of the world, I recognize that you cannot be your absolute best self every moment of the week. (laughs) Sure, I think we're all great at faking it when we're not exactly feeling ourselves. (laughs) That's basically part of the job description after all, right? (laughs) But some days it's easier than others. Today, we are taking time to think about what energizes us, what makes us feel like our most authentic self, and what brings us comfort when we need it. May you find yourself coming back to center with these three steps today. Playing your instrument, moving your body, and finding that proverbial security blanket. (laughs) Cheers to you, my mindful, resourceful teacher friends. Here, here. Thank you so much for joining me for this 40th episode of the Beyond Measure podcast. Before we go, I just want to echo on a very serious note how incredibly important your mental health is. It is no secret that those of us in professions that are centered around serving other people are at a much higher risk of burnout and even depression than people in other career fields are. Talking openly about your feelings and your experiences with your healthcare professionals is really, really important. 
And on a similar note, while today's episode was focusing on how to rally through a bad day and make it through your teaching, there are also plenty of times when we don't need to rally. (laughs) We just need to cancel and take time for ourselves. I'm thinking today of a precious friend who called me this week and she was reeling from a host of extenuating family circumstances and she was wondering if it was okay to delay her return to teaching by a week. Um, Absolutely. We all have different circumstances that dictate whether or not canceling is an option, but I will tell you this. One of the biggest mistakes I made in my early days of teaching was trying to push through and teach through every moment when sometimes I should not have tried to do so. Look, we are successful teachers because we take what we do very seriously. And that's good. We need to. And it's a serious matter. But with all due respect to the music teaching profession, there are things in life that rank higher on the scale of importance. So, Promise me, my friends, that you will take good care of yourselves this year. These are not easy days to navigate for any of us. And as your friend, honestly, I just worry about you. So let's continue to check in with one another and make sure that we can keep serving our studio families with the best parts of ourselves. I am sending all of my love To all of you, my friends, be well.